You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode 66. Podcasting is one of the fastest growing platforms for content, and it doesn't show any sign of slowing down. You may have wondered if starting a podcast would be a good move for your blog. So in today's episode, I'll share a few things that you need to know before you start a podcast and a few tips for getting started if you decide to. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine Podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Welcome, friends. I am super excited to talk about podcasting today because, to be honest, podcasting has really changed my business in so many ways. During the Food Blogger Summit back in October of 2020, we actually did a podcast panel with a couple of other podcast hosts, and it was just so fun to chat with other podcast hosts to begin with, but also just to hear how it has shaped their business and what their biggest takeaways and biggest pieces of advice were to people who might be thinking about starting a podcast. And even though we already had that conversation, I had a lot of people requesting for me to do an episode about how to start a podcast. And so today I wanted to talk about a couple of things that you should know before you start a podcast. And then I will get into a couple of tips for if you decide that a podcast is the right move for you, things that you need to know and kind of tips for getting started. So if you are new to the podcast, I am super glad that you are here and tuning into this episode. And if you're anything like me, maybe you're listening to this episode thinking that a podcast isn't for you or is far off for you, but maybe this will inspire you to go ahead and get started. Now, my name is Madison Wetherill, and I am a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers over at Grace and Vine Studios. And if you are not familiar with us and what we do, I would highly encourage you to go check out our website over at graceandvinestudios.com. You can click the services tab to learn about how we work with people. We basically have three ways that we are serving clients during the this year for 2021, which is custom web design, branding strategy and logo design, and our signature package, which is designer for a day, which is essentially a six hour day where we hop into your business and fix up all of those things on your blog that you have been keeping on that list of to-dos that never seem to stop growing. We hop in there and fix all of those things just in one day. It has been such a fun way to work with a bunch of bloggers because we are able to really shorten the timeline of when we work with people and how quickly we can get to your website. So if you have a never-ending to-do list of things on your blog that you need to fix, definitely reach out. We would love to chat with you to see if we would be a good fit. So let's talk podcasting. Like I mentioned, podcasting has changed my business in so many ways. It has simplified my business in a lot of ways, and it has also... I think the biggest thing that my podcast has done for me is really to help me find my voice. And I don't mean that just in physically me talking, but really being able to discover my own take on a lot of things in the blogging world, my own perspective, and just really hone in on my own brand messaging, as ironic as that sounds. And so... I have just loved being a podcaster. There are a lot of friends of mine who are in the business world who I have tried to convince to start a podcast and hopefully they will someday soon. But yeah, let's just jump into some stats about podcasting because I think these are super eye-opening to just hear how prevalent podcasting really is these days. 
So according to podcasthosting.com, as of January 2021, there are over 1.7 million podcasts and over 43 million episodes. Now, for some perspective, last year in January of 2020, there were 850,000 active podcasts. Now, it doesn't state on podcasthosting.com whether this 1.7 million podcasts are all active. My guess is that they aren't, but you can see even in that huge change in the number, podcasts are not going anywhere. They are growing like crazy. I feel like Every single week on Instagram, I see someone else who's launching a podcast, but it is really just such a great method for getting your content out in a really approachable way. So in the United States, 68 million people listen to podcasts weekly. So if you want to talk about if your audience is listening to podcasts in general, most likely they are, and it's really just a matter of whether or not podcasting is right for you. So the reason that podcasts are so powerful, I believe it's because they are really much more intimate than reading over a blog post or even watching something on YouTube. You know, right now, my voice is going directly into your earbuds or maybe you're traveling and it's going through your car speakers right into your ears. And it's so much easier to feel like we are just sitting down at a coffee shop drinking coffee together. And there's really just a deeper connection that happens between listeners and podcasters. I think I read somewhere at some point that the amount of time it takes for someone to first hear about you through a podcast to becoming a paying customer is way shorter than somebody who might read a blog post or follow you on Instagram. There is just something magical about audio and listening to someone and hearing their voice. I personally have signed up for coaching packages and worked with service providers after hearing just one episode or one interview from them on a podcast. The coaching program that I'm in now is a 12-month program, and it's a podcaster that I've listened to for a few years, and within a few months of listening to her, I knew that I would eventually be a part of some sort of program or coaching that she does just because the trust level is so much higher. Listening to someone speak and hearing someone teach in that way just infinitely grows the know, like, and trust factor. Apart from referrals, my podcast really is the only form of marketing that I am consistent with in my business, and it is the biggest priority in my business for marketing. My business has more than doubled since starting my podcast. So to me, there is really no doubt that podcasts can be a super powerful tool for your business. And I really would say that bloggers becoming podcasters is still a very, very niched group of people. I don't see a ton of food bloggers starting podcasts, certainly not as many as are starting YouTube channels or are posting reels on Instagram. It really is still a small group of people, but it can really be such an amazing audience to tap into because people are already listening to podcasts about other things. And so if you can introduce them to your spin on a podcast, it can be a really powerful way to connect with your audience. So when you really start thinking about whether or not a podcast is right for you, there are a few questions that I want you to really think about and ask yourself. The first is, what do you want a podcast to do for your blog? Now, you might decide that your podcast is actually going to be completely separate from your blog, but if you want these two to be connected, if you plan to have your podcast be along a similar topic and within a similar niche as your blog, then I really want you to think about how you want these two things to be connected and how you want them to play off of each other. Because let's face it, creating podcast episodes is a form of creating content, and if you are already overwhelmed with creating blog content, 
you may want to just make sure that this is the right move before you really get into it. I personally think that creating podcast episodes is way easier than creating blog posts for your food blog, but it really just depends on your personality and what you like. I clearly am somebody who can talk, and so it's not hard for me to get behind the mic and just talk about what I want to talk about. What's actually harder for me is outlining my podcast episodes and getting everything ready for the podcast episode to go live. The actual recording part is the easiest part for me. Second question to ask yourself is, does your audience listen to podcasts or do they want to listen to a podcast from you? Now, we already covered that a large majority of the population in the United States is listening to podcasts, but really you want to ask the audience that you already have, whether that's on your email list or on social media, and you want to ask them if they would listen to a podcast that you put out. If that's something that they listen to in general, you could make it really general if you don't want to kind of spoil the surprise, and you could just say, do you listen to podcasts on a weekly basis? And make it an Instagram poll or ask in one of your emails. The next question to ask is, do you want to monetize your podcast and in which way? So really similarly to how blogs only used to be monetized through advertising, podcasts generally are monetized through sponsorships. And it has been my experience. I haven't personally done sponsorships, but from people that I've talked to, similarly to when you work with a brand for your blog, brands expect you to have a certain level of audience in order to be sponsored. However, your podcast can be a great way to get your own products out in front of your audience. So you can sponsor your own podcast with a course that you have or a digital product, or you can use it as a way to grow your email list by creating freebies that go along with your episode. Maybe you are going to use your podcast to highlight services that you offer. Maybe you are a nutrition coach or you have meal plans, and that can be a really great way to point people to those through your podcast episodes. Now, for me personally, since I don't do sponsorships, really the way that I monetize my podcast is because it leads to clients wanting to work with me. I have had many people who listen to the podcast end up booking me for working on their branding or working on their website. And it's because of the no like, and trust factor that happens when they listen to my podcast. So you just want to think about, do you want to monetize in general? Would you do the podcast if you didn't make any money from it? Is it something that is more of a passion project for you? Are you going to be able to point people back to your blog posts and then get ad income and ad revenue from people visiting your blog? This is probably the most important question other than your audience, and that is, do you have the time to dedicate podcasting weekly for at least a year? Now, you can certainly start a podcast and not publish weekly episodes. There are many people that do that, but I think for really growing your podcast and seeing the most success in your first year, it's really important to publish weekly episodes. And I say a year because that is really the amount of time that it can take to grow your audience, grow your listenership, and really figure out whether podcasting is for you or not. The last question that I would ask yourself is, do you have enough content ideas? Now, when I was first getting ready to start this podcast, or when I first had the idea, I decided that I would write down as many ideas as I could come up with for my podcast. Now, I think I had set a limit that I was going to do 20 ideas. And if I could come up with 20 podcast episode ideas, then it was probably something that I would be able to talk about because I knew I needed to do it for at least a year before I could really figure out whether it was a good fit or not. And I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to run out of ideas. Well, like I've said a couple of times on the podcast, ideas come very naturally to me. And once I get started on them, it's 
kind of hard for me to stop. And I ended up coming up with a list of over a hundred podcast episode ideas that I would want to cover on the podcast. So for me, that was a really clear sign that this is something I could do if I wanted to. So once you figure out if this is something that you want to give a shot or not, there are some things that you will need to get started. Now, there are definitely more simple ways that you can start a podcast. For me personally, I knew that if I was going to start a podcast, I was going to do it right. And of course, saying that I was going to do it right is a very arbitrary thing. What's right to me might not be right to you. But for me, some things were really important to me if I was going to do this. The quality of my podcast was really important to me, not only just in terms of the content, but also the audio quality. I've had many people who have complimented the level of quality of the audio in my podcast. And in case you didn't know, that's actually thanks to my brother. He's my podcast editor. But I went to someone who I knew could handle editing my audio because they would be passionate about it and also have had the experience. My brother has had a lot of experience in editing audio and creating his own mixtapes of music that he's put together. So I knew that he would be able to handle this and most likely enjoy it way more than I would, but I knew that it was a priority for me to have great quality audio and that that was not going to be something that would fall on my shoulders. So you really just want to think through, if you're going to do this, what does doing it right look like to you? Does it mean consistency? Does it mean quality? Does it mean doing it with low overhead? Maybe you don't want to invest a ton of money into, you know, a sound editor and hosting and all of these things. You want to just make it simple. Whatever that looks like for you, it's really good to just have that in in mind for what doing it right looks like for you. So if you decide to get started with creating a podcast, here are some things that you're going to need to get started. The first is your topic. You need to figure out what you're going to talk about. And I would say in general, it is better to be more broad than you think you are going to need to be, but less broad than something that nobody would be searching for. This is very similar to how keyword research works, but you can look at some podcasts that you like and see what they're talking about. Generally, they're not going to be talking about the exact same thing every week. There's going to be kind of an overarching theme or topic to what they talk about. Another great way to kind of exercise this is to write out your introduction for your podcast. This will most likely change. You most likely will not use it, but it will at least help you to start figuring out what you want to talk about and why people should listen to your message because really that's what it comes down to is why should people care about what you're talking about in the first place. You want to make sure that you have a name for your podcast and depending on how you like to name things and how quickly ideas come to you, this might be one of your last things that you do. But I think for me, it was important for me to get an idea of what the name of the podcast was going to be early on so that I could do all of the other things that I needed to do. But I know for some of my friends who are working on starting podcasts, the name has not been the first thing that they come up with. They come up with episode ideas. They even have recorded episodes before they come up with their name. So don't get stuck on the name completely. You can always go back and add a little intro later. Maybe you just need to get started with some recording and getting some ideas out of your head. But that's another thing that I would say is really essential to getting started is that list of podcast topic ideas. Now, I would probably say to have at least 40, and that's going to give you a little bit of wiggle room to change ideas and pivot. I think if you can have at least half of a year's worth, you're going to find that you'll come up with new ideas as you go along, but at least then your podcast won't have to stop because you have run out of ideas or have just kind of lost inspiration. You'll have a set of ideas that you can work off of until new ideas come. You're also going to need some sort of logo or cover art. This can be something that you design yourself in Canva, or it can be something that you hire out someone to design for you. I've designed a couple of podcast logos for some clients of mine, and that has been a really fun project because it's just a very 
simplified version of branding because it's one graphic, but it can be really impactful whether or not people decide to take a listen or not. It's something that is just as important as a logo for your brand, but it just happens to be on a smaller scale in a smaller screen. You're also going to need podcast hosting. Now I have used Libsyn and I have loved using them. I haven't had any issues at all. There are a ton of other podcast hosting companies. So this is something you'll just need to do your research on. And I will definitely be sure to leave a link in the show notes to all of these resources that I'm mentioning that, you know, have specific links to them. The next is you're going to need a microphone. Now, technically you can record directly into your phone, but as I mentioned earlier, good quality audio is really important to me. And to be honest, a microphone is not very expensive. Another shout out to my brother. I got my microphone actually from him. It was a an older version of one that he had and it's worked perfectly for me. I use the Blue Yeti and it has a pop filter as well, which I would highly recommend. That is what helps your voice from not literally popping in and out when you're talking and you're using letters like P and B and D. It will help just make the sound a lot smoother, which is especially important if you are not hiring someone to help edit your podcast. And another microphone that's really great is the Audio Technica. And again, I will leave some affiliate links in the show notes for you to check those microphones out. I would also recommend having headphones. This is really nice to have when you're recording, especially I have my mic plugged into my headphones right now so I can hear myself talking. So I can hear if anything feels off, if there's any like loud humming in the background, but headphones are also really great for if you are being interviewed on another podcast or if you are interviewing someone else on your podcast, it can be super helpful. The next thing is you're going to want to decide on what your process is going to be. So are you going to have guest episodes or are you going to mostly do solo episodes? From the very beginning, I knew that my podcast would be mostly solo episodes with a few interviews sprinkled in. To be honest, interviews are not my favorite still. I don't mind listening to them on other people's podcasts, but I just don't love them on my own. It's just a whole separate process to interview a guest. And so I'm very selective with who I interview. How often will you have new episodes? So again, I mentioned that I think having them weekly is really helpful, but you might decide you want to do two times a week or you might just want to have once a month just to get started. There's again, not really a wrong answer here. I would pick whatever is going to make it sustainable for you. And then will you outsource any part of the work? So let me give you an idea of what the whole process is from start to finish for one podcast episode. Now, this is just my process. Everybody's is probably a little bit different. And for you, if you are a food blogger starting a podcast, it might be different for you as well. But for me, I spend some time coming up with what my next four to eight topic ideas are going to be. I try to plan it either for a whole month or a couple of months, even the full quarter sometimes, just to have an idea of what topics are going to be coming up in the next few weeks. Then I will batch outline two to three episodes at a time so that I can then record two to three episodes at a time just to make this a lot easier on my team, which I'll get to in a second. So after I record the episode, I am pretty much done with my work, which is amazing. So then I send the episodes to my brother. He edits them for me and... Then my assistant will take the episode, upload it to Libsyn, my podcast host. She will upload it to my blog post and she will format the blog post based on the outline that I wrote. So the outlines that I write are sort of a hybrid of an outline and a script. Helps me stay on topic and it helps me really cover everything that I want to cover without sounding too scripted or too just stiff. I experimented a lot with this at the beginning, doing outlines, doing scripts, just winging it. And I have found that this is what works best for me. 
So then we schedule the podcast episode and then we will do whatever promotion we're going to do. I have my junior designer who helps me with the graphics for every episode that we share on Instagram stories. And that is pretty much the whole process from start to finish. I have tried to keep the process very simple because I knew it would not be sustainable if it was not. And we've just been figuring out our processes along the way to figure out what makes the most sense. We have all of our files and documents organized in Google Drive so that everybody can see everything and find what they need to find. But really my goal was eventually to get to the place where I just pressed record and that was all I had to do. We're close to that, not quite there, but eventually I think that will be the goal is that I literally just sit down and press record when I'm ready to and that's about it. But I share all of that process for you to help you to understand what pieces all go into recording a podcast episode. Because if you are going to get into this, you need to decide that. You need to decide if you're going to have show notes. So there are sort of two versions of show notes that at least we do. You have the show notes that are in your podcast player. And then there's also the full show notes, which is in our blog post on the Grace and Vine Studios website. And so you have to decide whether or not you're going to do both of those things or just one. Are you going to have somebody help you with that or are you going to do it yourself? I chose to do a full format show notes for my blog for SEO reasons. You may not need that. You might decide that that's not something that you want to do or maybe you want to add that in later. I think the biggest thing to decide here is whether or not you're going to edit your audio yourself. Now, I know people who have done it themselves and it works totally fine for them. Not something that I wanted to do myself at all and it also helped that I knew I knew a guy, you know? So just think about if that's something that you want to try to do yourself. You can even do a little test audio and record something and give it a shot editing it yourself and see if it works. I use Adobe Audition for recording all of my podcast episodes, but I know other people who have used GarageBand. I also use Zencaster for all of my interviews, which has been really helpful. I love it because it separates the two tracks between the interviewee and the interviewer. And that's really been helpful for editing audio and taking out things that need to be cleaned up. And then you want to also figure out what your promotion strategy is going to be. So this kind of goes back to the idea of show notes. Are you going to publish show notes on your current blog? Are you going to start a new website to have those show notes? Are you going to promote your episodes on social media, maybe it's Instagram or Facebook that you're on, just really thinking through how are you going to get your content out there? Because similarly to your blog, you can publish it, but until you tell people that it's there, they're not going to find it unless they are subscribed to your podcast. So here are a few quick tips for launching your podcast. So maybe you have decided that a podcast is right for you. You are working on that list of what you need to get started and you are starting to plan out when you're going to launch this podcast. I think you can realistically get a podcast out into the world in less than a month. It really depends on how quickly you work and how fast you can come up with the recordings and edit them. But I think for me, that was about the timeline from start to finish. I know I started recording in July, took a couple of months off, and we ended up launching it at the beginning of October. So for me, it was probably about a month's worth of time cumulatively. It really is a fast thing that you can get started. And I think as long as you have the vision for where you're going with it and what you want your podcast to do for you, then it can really help you to have the momentum to just get it started and get it going. But once you decide when you're going to launch your podcast and what the name is and you have your graphics and all of that stuff, ask some of your blogging friends to help you promote it and get the word out. Now, ideally, this would be people who have an audience that is similar to yours or people who would 
be your ideal listeners for your podcast, but it can even be people who just want to support you. Most likely you have some people in your network who would love to help you get the word out about your podcast. You can do a contest if you want to help people share the word about it the first couple of days especially. And then you want to plan to have at least three episodes go live on day one of your podcast. This can really help with the Apple podcast algorithm to pick up your podcast and showcase it. But I found that this isn't as important for certain niches of podcasts. This wasn't something I was super worried about, but really at the end of the day, you want people to have something to binge listen to when they first find your podcast. So if you are promoting it and you only have a five minute intro episode, they might not be as excited to stick around. But if you have three episodes where they can listen in and really get an idea of what this podcast is going to be about, they're much more likely to hit subscribe and follow along. Another tip on that note is to encourage your listeners to share the podcast, leave a rating, and hit subscribe. Again, as a podcast listener, these might be things that you already know and you do, but you would be surprised how many times I have listened to a new podcast and I forget to subscribe to it and I never can find it again. So really encourage your readers to do this and you can do this either in your introduction, throughout your podcast episode, or in the closing. If you've ever noticed in my podcast, I usually do all three. But this is a great way to just help encourage your audience to follow along and not miss another episode. And then you want to really start building connections right away. So if you have people that are following you on Instagram or any other social platform, and it's specifically because of the podcast, connect with them. Ask them what they loved about the episode. I have had such great conversations with people after they've shared a podcast episode on Instagram stories and I'll just ask them like, what did you like about this episode? And it leads to a great conversation. It's led to great connections and great ideas for future episodes. So don't miss out on those opportunities at the beginning, especially because it's really going to help you really just feel motivated to continue on with this podcast idea. All right, guys, that's all I have to say about podcasting. Clearly, I think podcasting is so much fun. I love it. I definitely have zero plans to stop podcasting anytime in the near future. And I think it is a really great move if you are really just wanting something different for your blog, if you're wanting to do something that is kind of out of the norm of what most people are doing. I think it can be a really great way to tap into a different audience, a new audience, maybe some people that wouldn't have found you otherwise. And it can be a really great way to just provide value to your readers in a different way. So go through these thoughts of whether or not it's the right thing for you to do. Go through those questions that I asked earlier in the episode and just really sit and ponder on whether or not this feels right to you. I think if it feels right and it feels like something you want to try, there's a really good chance that it would be a good fit for you. And hopefully these tips on what you need to get started and tips for launching will be helpful for you. As always, you can always head over to Instagram at Grace and Vine and connect with me there if you have specific questions about different tools that I use or the process that I use, any of that kind of stuff. If you need more information specifically, feel free to reach out and I would be happy to share. I am an open book when it comes to this stuff. I think I heard it on a podcast recently that someone said the secrets to business shouldn't be secrets. They should just be things that we all know. And I totally agree with that. I think there are so many things that we can all share with each other. And so I am happy to share my podcasting insights with you. And I would love to know what you thought about this episode. It was a little bit different and a little bit meatier. The last two episodes have been a little bit longer than normal, but I had a lot to say about these last two topics. So would love to hear your thoughts. Again, you can connect with me over on Instagram at Grace and Vine. And if you are thinking about starting a podcast, feel free to share this episode on your Instagram stories and tag me and help just kind of get that momentum going. And maybe this is the year that you start a podcast and putting it out there can hold you accountable and just really get the ball rolling. So hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you all next week. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.